Thanks for people to join in. For those of you that are already here or those of you that are watching it on the replay, you may have noticed today a post come up saying that there was a live that's going to be happening uh, on on Monday. Now, that is one of the that's one of the coach's eyes. So the coach's eyes are now going to be coming out every single Monday. So every Monday evening there will be a coach's eye. Now, these are going to be put up on YouTube. They'll, I think they're going to be played live through Facebook, but then they're going to be deleted afterwards. So the place you're going to find them is YouTube. So what you're going to want to do is make sure that you've head over to youtube.com forward slash OmbiSurf, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so that every time one of those coaches' eyes comes out, you are the first person to hear so that you know that it's there, ready for you to watch. We've done, what, about 20 so far? Yeah, it's, so, it's been a real... It's yeah. been fun, hey? Just real fun, real dancing fun. Dancing all our favourite surfers. Some, so some real gold, some real good surfers. So just make sure that you keep an eye out for those and make sure that you head over to, to YouTube and subscribe to the channel there. So tonight is, let me get, I'll leave that up on the screen for a while. Let's have a look. We haven't got anybody. Yes, we have got some people on. We got, hola. oh, let me, let me remove that. So Facebook user, whoever you are, hola. Hola. Yes, hola, indeed. So tonight is... So it's, it's all about, are you focusing on the wrong thing? Now, the reason why this has come about, it's partly to do with pop-ups, yep. but it's also, so what we've noticed a lot within the group, within the Surfax community, is that a lot of you are posting up your videos of you doing your pop-ups. It, it, was, it was for like a couple of weeks, everyone was posting up pictures of them doing, like popping up and, and doing the, the cardboard thing, getting into the stance. And... We were looking at all of the feedback and you were saying that a lot of people were focusing on the wrong thing with it. So that's yeah. what we want to jump into tonight and really unpack what you should be focusing on for you to be able to improve your surfing and and some of the, I suppose, some of the common pitfalls that people fall into. So we haven't had a huge amount of questions. So if you have got questions, please, uh, please chuck them into the comments here. Oh, we've got Big Board, Big Board, Kook Lord, Lord. So let's add that in. Just putting grips on my new Clayton mid-length fish. Thanks. Oh, Good to hear. Yeah, nice. My, uh, in saying that, my mid-length, I know that it's it's been glassed one side, so my mid-length is is nearly ready. So I'm very, very, very <laughs> excited week, about getting that. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I'm very <laughs> excited, as you can tell. So look, let's dive into it. This is going to be a bit, uh, we're going to go off in different directions for a while, but hopefully as the questions come through, we've got some videos we're going to show, it will all start to make a lot of sense. So let's start, I suppose, at whereabouts you've sort of been saying, oh, look at the comments that are, that, that are being made, but then are they focusing on the wrong thing? So what what are your thoughts around yeah, this? Yes, so um, let's, let's dive into the pop-up, first of all. Yeah. We've been having, like, so many people submit videos of pop-ups, and most of the people are pretty proficient at getting to their feet mm. because it, it is a quite a powerful move where you've got to push off the floor and jump up to your feet. It's easier in the water because your board drops away. Mm. So they're proficient at getting to their feet, but once they get to their feet, yeah. the stance that they're in is killing me. Like, I want to go, the one guy said, no, 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 just just stop kind of doing what you're doing because all you're doing is you're creating bad habits. So I suppose if you can get into a stance where you're comfortable to perhaps say jump a foot or two in the air and land back on your board again i'd say that you're in a proficient stance mm. but if you're standing kind of with your feet and pointing in different directions and you've bent your back 
and you can't jump because you're in a really awkward stance where you're off balance, I'd say that you don't have a successful pop-up. So it's like your classic poo man kind of. Yeah, it's it's your poo man with your back bent, the hands out, like yeah. wobbling on your feet. I can, so I wonder if I could. Uh, and the thing is, Ant, if if you aren't it. if you aren't balanced properly, when the wave. <laughs> At least you now know that I do actually wear pants every single night. <laughs> but yeah, so we're so talking about, about people jumping so out. Ten sideways. Okay, so a lot of people when they surf, they bend their backs. They do that. Okay. If you keep your back straight and do that, you're gonna have better balance. Yeah. All right. And now you can see you're really uncomfortable because you're doing a squat. Yeah. So go into a lunge and keep your back straight. Just quickly into a lunge, my back straight. Yeah. And turn sideways into a lunge. So turn sideways, face the camera that way. Okay. And lunge with your knees, maybe. Sideways. Well, I'll go into my. So that's that's my normal stance. Yeah. So that's your front on lunge. Now, yeah. if the wave pushed you, you might bend forward into a sprinting position and yeah. you'll just get more speed yeah but if you're sideways and the wave pushes you yeah, you're just going to start wobbling yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. so the one thing is try get into a more of a front on stance the second thing is the straighter your back is and the more you align all your joints above each other the better balance you're going to have so a lot of guys say um stand up and go low I, I almost say stand up where you're comfortable, where you're using less energy. Mm. So if you think of a skateboarder about to drop in a ramp, they stand tall. And as they drop in, they soften the knees. So when you do stand up on the wave, the top of the wave, stand up tall and then just soften the knees on the way down. And you'll find that your takeoff will be really smooth and then you'll have enough energy to compress and extend. A lot of people, they stand up, they lock the legs and they bend the back. So mm. when they go down, there's tension, and that tension goes into the board, and the board tends to catch rail and nosedive and fall off. Okay. So let's just rewind just uh, a fraction here. Yeah. So, for example, with all these videos that people kept on putting up inside the group, where it was part of the pop-up, part of the, the covered slide program, wasn't it? Yep. Where, where, where you're popping up. Those people that, that have got the cardboard slide program, and they're going through that process... What do they want to be doing? So, so they're getting up, they're standing well, to their feet. What, first of all, what do they want to be doing instead? You stage? don't want to have your feet pointing in two different directions. Okay. Imagine doing a 100-meter sprint and you're starting. Your feet are supposed to be pointing like that in the starting yeah. blocks. Imagine if your feet are flat and pointing that way. You can't run like a crab. Okay, so you can't surf like a crab either. So you almost want to get both your feet almost 45 degrees pointing forwards. Right. Okay, so that, that's a really, really big one. And so, but, but one thing that I'm going to add in here, because I know that a lot of people are now going to latch onto something that you've just said, and that is the whole 45 degree thing. Like this, that's not get a protractor out and start trying to work out the angles on your surfboard. That's just, no, just, just whatever kind of, just roughly. Like, it's just a rough starting yeah. point. When you're surfing, your feet move all over the show. Mm. And as a fact, can we get that video of John John Art? Yeah, absolutely. So many people are transfixed on looking down and trying to get their feet right. All I'm concerned is that your front foot is in the middle of the board and you're standing most of your weight on the front leg. Okay, so even though we are currently in the pop-up part of this evening, the, the, the video that we're about to show isn't pop-up but you're going to make it all relatable. Well, the pop-up is just you standing, but then you've got to actually surf. You've got to move. Yep. Okay? So you've got to 
pop up into a position where movement feels free and it feels easy and it's not complicated. Yeah. All right. So, so I haven't, I haven't put it up yet. This, so the video that we're about to show is the is the the slow mo video that John John did, which was the one where it, it's nine waves filmed at three hundred frames per second. Now, if you haven't seen it already, we did a video where we analysed this and and Clayton gave a little bit of uh, a little bit of I suppose kind of coaching. Like I asked the question of what coaching would you give to to John John. So this is the the, the, the same video. If you haven't checked it out, though, make sure that you go and watch it. So let's bring up the iPad. Okay, so. Let me just remind you, if you are going to kick a soccer ball, you'll balance on your front leg and you'll twist the hips around. Mm -hmm. So your front leg is your balancing leg. Yeah. Same if you hit a tennis ball. Your front leg is the balancing leg. And if you throw a punch, your front leg is your balancing leg. It's the leg where you kind of stack all of your joints and you get your balance from. Now, the widest part of your circle is the middle where your front leg is, and yep. that's where you get the balance from. Okay. Having said that, when John John, John goes up the wave, his front foot is in the middle of the board, and the back foot on this particular position is right as far back as it can go on the kick of the tail pad. Okay? But look what happens next. He goes to the top of the wave. He twists. Okay? One thing that you pointed out to me before was, was how wide his toes are. Oh, his toes are, are like are lizard spread. toes. It's yeah. Like, if you've seen the uh, the animated film The Crudes, I think his feet look a bit like one of the ones from The Crudes. Yeah. Now you'll actually notice that he bends the front knee in. Okay. The tail releases. The front foot actually slides a bit forward. Okay. Then he puts all of his weight onto the front foot. So in other words, if I circle the ankle joint, the knee joint, the hip joint, and the shoulder joint. All of those are all stacked over the front foot. Yeah. Okay, the same as it, like if you're going to throw a punch or you're going to kick, you're stacking your weights on the front foot. Okay. Then, if you have a look at the back foot positioning, how it's mid midway on the tail pad, look what happens through the rotation. Watch the foot move. Okay, his foot's off the board. It's not even on the board, the back foot. Then it makes contact. So while he's doing that, he's standing on the front leg and rotating around. Then his foot makes contact. It doesn't even make contact on the tail pad. It's like a foot and a half off the tail pad. So on that particular turn when he's doing that twist, he shifted all of his weight forward and twisted. The back foot lifted off and landed again. Okay. Right. Now, a lot of people, when they pop up, they have got so much back foot pressure that the nose lifts up. Okay, John John's tail lifts up. So yeah. There's a very big difference there. So when you pop up and you have your back foot placed, you're going to be stalling. And if your back foot's flat, you're going to, you're going to struggle. Think of a tennis player standing on the back foot trying to hit the ha, tennis ha, ball. Have you finished showing that for a minute? Because I want to bring you back up. Uh, you're doing a lot no, of, no, no, no. Okay, because okay. you're, you're doing a lot of actions with your hands. I want to make sure everyone can see. Okay, so all I was showing you is how much the back foot actually moves. Now, he keeps the front foot where it is. He slides around backwards. Okay, he's going down the wave. Now, in order to engage the rail, it means, and without sliding out, he's going to have to get his heel edge in. Mm -hmm. Okay? So if you watch what happens, he rides down the wave. And if I slow-mo this, the toes lift off the board, 
It's crazy that both his that toes, are, like all ten toes, off the board. Mm. He's just got his heel edge in to help the board to um, purchase on that steep wave. Mm. Then he'll shift all his weight onto the back foot to get yeah. the board to spin. So I did ask a question at this point: Is that just not him maybe going off balance, and that's the reason why his toes are coming up? And you said, no, no, it's th this is uh, he's doing it to put the weight on the on the back rail of so that he, board. He wants the board to spin around. Okay, so spins around and at that point there all his weight transfers he drops the the right hand and he goes onto the toe edge again okay and if i zoom into there his back heel is off the board yeah, his foot is not flat he's standing on the front foot and the back heel's off like he's about to walk off the board or run so when you stand up on your board i want you to go into that position Ah, there we go. I knew it would come back in full circle at some point. And I call that running man where your weight's on the front foot and you're about to move or attack or, or initiate something. Okay. So so the big so let's just because we've gone through quite a lot there. That's quite a lot to to absorb and digest. What so so the key things from what you've just said is that when people are going into the pop-up. What you're seeing a lot in the group is people standing sort of sideways, but the main thing is they're holding a lot of unnecessary tension with their feet out either way, yeah? Okay, so when you sit up straight, your body was relaxed because you're using all of your bones to yeah. stack your weight. As soon as you bend over, your muscles have to support all those heavy bones. Yeah. So then there's tension. So if you pop up into an unnatural bent over, low surfing stance, there's going to be a lot of tension in your body. Mm. But if your back is straighter and you're using your knees to bend and not your back and your hips to bend, you're still going to maintain balance and you're going to be lighter on your feet. Okay. Let me bring us up full here. We've got a few questions which I'm going to get to in just a second. So cool. the one thing that I, would, that I would imagine a lot of beginners and intermediates are going to be asking here, you're saying, so when, it, so when you pop up, I want you to stack your weight on that front foot to, to drive you down the face of the wave. Now, I have had enough coaching from you now that yep. I, I, I now understand the reason why that works. But initially I was always thinking, well, if I put so much weight on that front foot, I'm going to push the nose of the board into the water, then I'm going to nosedive. You're not going to nosedive. So, but that's, that's my thoughts, is if I put the weight on that front foot, I'm going to end up nosediving. So if you think of a skateboarder dropping into a ramp, what happens if you lean back? You're going to you, yeah, you Okay, well, the same thing's going to happen if you surf. Now, you've got a surfboard with nose rocker that's designed to do that. The only time it's not going to do that is if your equipment's too long and you're riding a really big board in some maybe small hollow waves and your board's not designed to do that. Then you're going to take off at a slight angle to compensate for the equipment. Right. Or if you're riding a high-volume board because you maybe don't have the necessary skill level mm -hmm. and you're trying to catch hollow waves, you will nosedive then. You need to change your equipment, do all the wipeouts, and figure out how to get the technique right to progress your surfing. Okay. Okay, because your, your equipment is working against you. That's like me going to you, okay, and saying, um, I'm going to the shopping center, and it's a fairly packed shopping center, and I want to learn how to park, but I'm not driving a car, I'm driving a bus. Can you help me? All right. What would you, what would you be advice? Get a car. Yeah, so you need to learn the right technique with the right equipment, and then everything is easy because it's designed the right tool for the right job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, 
do you, do you want to go into a couple of questions yeah, for absolutely. a second? Is, is there anything else that you wanted to add there for a moment? Okay, so the takeaway from the John John clip is that your weight should be centered more over your front foot, yep. the widest part of the board where you balance. The back foot moves around. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Questions. That's so here we go. Someone told me once that gripping your rails when popping up causes drag. That's why you should put your hands flat on the deck. Sounds like BS to me. Any thoughts? Now, this is interesting because somebody commented the other day about you using your knuckles to pop up. And um, it turns out that the only reason why you were using your knuckles is because you, because a, before Clayton had his hand, hand operation, he, he couldn't physically hold on. I couldn't bend my, my I couldn't have my hands flat. They wouldn't allow mm. me to. So I had to bend it on my knuckles. Mm. So with this, and, I th and I'm pretty sure that this question's come up before, with that, with when you're popping up, the hands on the side of the rails versus on the deck, it's just... I always grab my rails. Yeah. I never grab my deck. I've just got... Like, I could grab my rail grab your, and you, you turn did, it. You, and did, you did say grab my deck then. <laughs> okay. Sounded, that's South African accent. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I'll sl I'll, I'm getting excited. And I'm speaking too fast, so my South African lingo is coming Yeah, but out. you grab the sides of the rails. I can grab the rail. I can, I can twist and push it through into a barrel. Mm. But if I had my hand on my deck, how am I going to, like, get that same leverage to then slide it over the rail and push it into the barrel? Yeah. So I am a rail grabbing kind of yeah. surfer on the pop up because I also push under the same way. Yeah. So I'm just more comfortable having that rail in my hands when I pop up. Yeah, I'm I'm on rail as well, and I think this is another thing of where the whole title of tonight is: Are you focusing on the wrong things? People get so caught up in those funny little details that oh. don't really matter. And so you spend so much time focusing on that when you should be focusing on something completely, completely different. I'm more interested, what are the hands doing once they've left the rail? Yeah. Okay, yep. like you've you got to get them off as quickly as you can. Okay, we've got Christopher King. Can I ask a longboard question? Go for it. It's up, so uh, about what leashes. Okay, I've got a nine-foot board with a nine-foot leash and I feel like it really drags. Got to have one to be safe. Should I just get the smallest leash I can comfortably use? So Christopher, you are riding a longboard and basically those things work by being heavy and having a lot of momentum. So that momentum and the flat rocker on the board allows it to plane for a really long distance with very minimal lift in the wave. So don't worry about leash. Um, it's not even an issue. Like there's so much if you're riding a short board, dragging a leash, it's a different story. Plus you need the line, the, the long leash, because if you're going to walk to the nose, um, yeah. the leash has to kind of follow you to the nose. And if your leash is too short, it won't work. Um, and then if it's too thin, there's so much tension from the drag of a longboard if your board gets washed away from you that you do want a thicker, like, 10 millimeter leash or something like that. Yeah. So, um, so a leash that will be that will reach the end of the board. I think I'm wondering how you find that much drag on it because I, I really think it's minimal you're you're stressing about the wrong things okay oh here's here's, here's one that relates back to the cardboard slide guys does a cardboard slide change tool on your backhand no in terms of movement so it's exactly the same so if i'm fighting all right i don't have a forehand and a backhand i'm just looking at what's in front of me yeah okay i can i can see kicks come from the left and the right but i want to be front on with my vision 
So I want to be able to see front on. So that way there's almost no backhand and forehand because I can visually see 180. But if I'm side on, then I have a blind side. That is now my backhand because I'm blind. As soon as I turn my my hips to face forward, mm. I can see. So, so a, a question I've, I've got here then, because I'm just trying to think now of when I surf forehand and when I surf backhand, there is definitely a different feel, but the different, f and I'm, I'm trying to play it through in my head, that oh. different feel comes after the pop-up, doesn't it? Because one of them you get on your toes and the other one is more, you, heel. you, you live more on your heel, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, difference f the different feel is on your forehand, you can naturally see everything in front of you. On your backhand, it requires more effort because you've got to almost twist to be front on. On your forehand, you just naturally so, front So on. is the pop-up slightly different then? If you've got to twist more on the yes. backhand, is yes. that... So, so, so it, is, it is slightly different? Yes, it is different. So, so the cardboard change... So how does it change then? So if you're in the cardboard slide in your backhand versus your forehand... Okay, on the cardboard slide, you're sliding on a flat surface it's one dimensional yeah as you go to the wave you're, you're purchased mm. on a slope yeah so you have to be on your heel edge okay so on your forehand on the flats you're not on your heel edge you're flat mm. on your backhand you're on your heel edge so it's flat so while sliding the cardboard it's different but in the water okay you need to be on your heel edge on your backhand so to do that you've got to square up that will put enough pressure on your heel edge yeah so, so, so what you're saying is when you're practicing the cardboard, the pop-up is exactly the same. You'll feel the difference when you get into the water because one's going to be... Correct. That, that, that bit after you've got up. Forehand's always easier yeah. because you can see it. Yeah. It's more, you, you've got to twist your backhand around to where it replicates your forehand where you can see everything. Excellent. And just while we're on that cardboard slide, if any of you are watching and you're wondering what the cardboard slide is then head over to ombi.co forward slash programs and you can see all the different programs that are there. The cardboard slide is one of the online uh, training modules that uh, that you can use to, so that's for popping up, generating speed, so that the cardboard slide. Yeah, so um, some history behind it. Uh, when I was trying to do some Muay Thai kickboxing to try to learn how to move better for surfing, um, I had to... I'd stand about a or two to three meters away from an opponent and I had to jump and throw a jab at my opponent. Mm. And um, he would hold the gloves. So he had to, I had to jump, land and attack. And then um, he's saying another good way to even train it is, is like learning how to ollie and, and how to get your heart and ollie forward. It's a very similar movement. And then we started teaching surfers some, some Muay Thai and starting to get them to slide um, skateboard decks across the carpet to learn how to get that same movement where you can lunge and attack, lunge and attack. And then it's it's really similar to driving through a barrel or driving across a floater section. Mm. Or if someone drops in on you, like driving past them. And then we developed the whole cardboard slide because we didn't have enough skateboard decks. And it just naturally progressed on from there. Yeah. So you, you can check out that program at the link that is up on the screen, which is just about to disappear. So I'm going to bring up the next question. Go. What's this here? It's a Muzza Makuza. Hopefully, I've said that. Muzza Makuza. Any tips on how not to fall back into bad old habits whenever? Oh, this is. A, oh, I like this. Yes, yeah, a good it's, question. It's, it's, it's a real mind mind one. Whenever yeah. an adrenaline rush hits, trying to nail a wave. So basically, you've got all this new idea that you're going to do. 
something happens that causes stress, so you default back to your old patterns. How can we get around that? So what happens, you get really excited, you get smacked in the back of the head with amnesia, and you just don't know what you've done, and like you almost forget everything. So the trick is to breathe. Mm. So before you even stand up, before you move, just... <sighs> and um, a really good friend of mine, Twiggy Fun Ryan, he said, just say maybe to yourself. Maybe I'll take the wave, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll do a turn, maybe I won't. As opposed to just feeling like you have to catch a wave, do the barrel cutback, reentry floater, and everything just crammed into one. Mm. Your mind can't access between all those thoughts to figure out what's the important thing that I need to do. Yeah. So by slowing it down and just doing one thing, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, and I, and I would say that this begins bef before you've even got in the water. And this, yeah. I mean, this this t today we were filming the uh, some of the intros for the new visualization course that we're bringing out, and one of those visualizations is a pre-surf uh, sort of mind routine that you can go through when you're going out surfing bigger waves when there is going to be more stress, and it's really about getting yourself in the right mindset before you've even paddled out and so we've put together a visualization that involves breathing and, and and also visualizing what you're going to do out there but by setting your mindset up before you've even paddled out it's going to put you in a better position because uh, the mistake a lot of people make I think when it's big is they'll just run straight out get out into the surf and then all of a sudden panic kicks in they realize it's big and so yeah. I've actually got a question for Moza how many waves is he prepared to waste and to fall off on yeah, okay, that's a good you, question. You need to fail in order to succeed. So if he's not willing to fall off trying that move and getting it wrong and learning from it and doing it like multiple times, um, the chance of him actually committing to the turn is going to be very low. Because mm. you've got to commit and fall off, commit and fall off, and commit and fall off and almost get it right. Yeah. And then kind of get the feeling for it. And once you understand the feeling for it, you can do it time and time again. I think there's there's possibly a lack of commitment due to um, fear of failure. Yeah, which again leads us back to tonight's topic, which is focusing on the wrong thing. And that is maybe when when a wave does come in, you focus so much on not wanting to waste the wave yeah, that, you don't that, that, you, that you never really progress because you and play you it safe. And waste the wave. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't do anything big on it, you just sort of ride down it. Look, I know, I, I'm guilty of doing that time after time on waves. Uh, to not push myself because I want to ride it for as far as possible. And I mean, we would we were talking about this, especially with with the watches that that, that now oh, and they started the whole thing off. But the watches that now track, we get so fixated on how fast we went or how far we went on that wave that that becomes the new goal with these with these watches. So any high performance surfer, mm. do you know what I tell them to do? Surf slow. If you race, uh, you, you're coming to the beach and doing push-ups or five-minute sinbin. Yeah. Because the best part of the wave is the pocket, which is often behind you. Yeah. So you've got to slow down and match the speed of the wave. If you're trying to race to win the Rip Curl GPS speed of the year, <laughs> I am going to make your life miserable and you're going to sit on the beach and not surf. Okay. Slow down. But, but I better seriously, be like them. the high-performance surfers, I drill them. On surf the pocket, surf top to bottom. Yeah. Don't race out and surf flat and try to bounce back to the foam. And then race out and try to bounce back to the foam. Yeah. So a little golden nugget here would be whenever you catch a wave or, or when it, whenever you're going for a wave, don't focus on trying to ride that wave for as far as you can. Focus on what you can do 
to push yourself. Yeah. Would that be right? Yeah. Yeah. So focus on, on, on what you can do to challenge push yourself. yourself. And don't be scared of the challenge because mm. you're scared of failure. Yeah. So don't be scared of falling off. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, we got Ian, Ian Major, uh, I rail. I, so Ian, he grabs his rails because he's got stress on the wrist. Do you know what? Your hands kind of naturally do that, but if you grab there, there's a hell of a lot more stress on the wrist on the pop-up. So I do agree with Ian. It's probably why I do it. i got really skinny arms and bad wrists. We've got, we got a question coming up about the breath in a second. Let's just go here for this one first of all. Hi, guys. How do you do a controlled tail slide where your weight and uh, where is your weight and rail pressure? Is that something for tonight? Um, Can you answer it quickly? Because it's, it's probably not. But I would say that okay. Think of if I was your coach standing on the beach, right, and I threw a tennis ball at it. See, while you're on the wave trying to do a tail slide, you want to knock the tennis ball back to the beach with your fins. So mm. to do that, you want to stand on the front bit of the board on your front leg, lift the tail out, and then knock the tennis ball back to the beach with your fins. And your fins need to go a full 180 to the beach. If they go anywhere short, your fins will catch and you'll flip the board. Right. Okay. So you want to clear the fins and knock the tennis ball back to the beach. That's how I kind of teach my guys how to do a controlled tail slide. Yeah. I mean, tennis. Yeah. It's, I think it's something that involved, that it's a bit more involved in answering it quickly. But hopefully, yeah. that little bit there has been helpful for you. Not sure if this is off the mark question, but when you breathe, uh, it causes buoyancy, does this help with paddling? Well, if you hold your breath while paddling, you'll probably pass out and drown. Um, all right, that was a joke. Very bad one. Hang on a minute. We've <laughs> <laughs> got some camp laughter. I'm not the use for the camp laughter. When you breathe, it causes buoyancy. Does this help with paddling? I'm going to say that, so, so breathing plays a big part. What I like to do is to try and breathe in the rhythm of my paddling. And I, I know that that is something that, that Nam talks about a lot as well when, he, so when he, he's coaching. I a lot of guys won't know you, Nam. Okay, so, so, so Nam, Nam Baldwin is Mick Fanning's coach. Uh, worked with him when he was for, for seven years while he was doing his world titles. Uh, um, an amazing, uh, um, amazing guy. He does the, the the bet breathing training here on the Gold Coast, which is a course which I highly recommend you go and do. I've gone and done it, and now I go Bet's and being breath enhancement training. Breath enhancement training. Uh, highly recommend you do it. I will. What, what I'll do is I'll put a link to to his course. Yeah. Uh, and then he runs uh, training each and every so, single week. But yeah, he talks about. I know for myself. Um, for many years, uh, I couldn't get enough air in, but I didn't realize that I was a, a chest breather at that stage. I was, I was um, sipping air in the top half of my lung. I was going, <gasps> and if you watch my watch my shoulders rise, <gasps> if I do that, okay. So after doing Nam's course, I learned how to be more of a at the bottom of the lung and fill it all the way up. Yeah. So it's more of a. If you watch my shoulders, it's a. Shoulders and move. Yeah. So in the water, if you're sipping and breathing the top half, you're always going to feel shorter breath, like you can't breathe enough. Mm. So you do need to learn to breathe from the bottom half of your stomach up. Yeah, absolutely. Which is which is interesting when you're laying on your belly on a surfboard. But just to bring it back to to this question is does buoyancy so does the breathing help with paddling? I don't think that 
the the buoyancy element does but i and I, I do find it really useful to breathe in the rhythm with me paddling it kind of brings me into a state of flow but let's explore the breath a little bit more here because that is one thing that a lot of people do and let's go back to the takeoff again here and the pop-up is people will hold their breath yeah. on the takeoff which means that you're instantly so think about this if you were about to jump into a cold shower the first thing you do is you go and you hold your breath and, and, and you're instantly locking that tension and the same thing happens with a pop-up and i was finding that i was doing this a lot and by becoming really conscious with the breathing and i and this again goes back to the other question which was about how do you stop going back to the old bad habits a lot of that breath hold also comes in when they try to put those last quick like they, they tense up that and they just die yeah because what's happened that they've paddled so hard and they've held their breath just putting effort in and chin down and paddling that when they try to pop up they realize they've got no breath left yeah so they just go and just kind of like fish dive mm. off the board yeah so really important to read something which you've talked a lot about and uh, and i've heard you to talk about this a lot, a lot with the coaching is that as someone goes down the wave they breathe out so it's almost it is a bit like making yourself heavy it's like as you go down and then when you want to come up you so a really good make yourself lighter references if if you filled up a balloon full of air or hydrogen whatever it is it, it will float but if you deflate it it goes and sinks so if you look at when you're surfing if you want to go up just breathe in when you want to go down just breathe out and you can and you can kind of get that that whole rhythm for the and the timing right with your surfing yeah the breath's super super important okay got a question here i'm just trying to read it as you were as you're talking there yep. tips on how to land or slide your back foot against the kick when popping up ready so this is okay so sasha please don't slide your back foot against the kick don't do not slide your back foot against the kick unless you wanted to do a full stall for a barrel or there's someone in your way and you want to stop or, or what john john did earlier on which was to go and do the big like tail release and come out john john slid the back foot just before he kicked the tail out to make the board looser to turn better but if you're popping up you want to go down the wave if your foot's right in the kicker you're going to be stalling down the wave you're going to be losing speed mm. so okay imagine this was that sasha sasha yeah okay so sasha imagine this you're it's like telling a sprinter at the start of a hundred meter sprint don't stand on the toes just try to slide your back foot as far back as you can and widen that stance how am i going to accelerate or from the starting block okay you kind of want that toe pressure on the back foot mm. like john john's heel had lifted off yeah when he wanted to get going again he was definitely wasn't sliding his back foot on the takeoff so again you're focusing on the wrong thing there if you want to do a big powerful turn at that point the more you slide your foot back, the more leverage you're going to get. But if you're taking off, you don't need your foot placed there. Excellent. Okay, just going through the, the few more questions coming in. So we, we've got, got, going back to the breath again here. Nose, breath, nose breathing gets more oxygen into your muscles. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the struggle there, obviously, with surfing and breathing through the nose is you're in the water, which makes it really hard to breathe th through your nose all the time. So what's the alternative breath then? So the alternative breath is to... So as, as if you're breathing through a straw, through a, a straw. Thick straw. Yeah. So in through the lips. What I 
am trying to train myself to do at the moment when I'm out paddling around is I'm trying to clear the water from my nose with my hand as soon as possible, and then I'm going into nose breathing as quickly as possible because it does have a calming effect. So just for, for Ian, probably the out-breath is way more important than the in-breath. If you can get your bad air out, good air will naturally stream in. But if you're only getting half of half of your bad air out, you're only going to get half of your good air in. Mm. So um, a really good way what Norm's taught you is the whale breath. Yeah, yeah, which is which is a, a big exhale to, to get rid of all the bad air that's inside so that you can then fill up with, with good air. That's, yep. that's, that's really useful. That's something that, that we're going to dive into in the visualization course, cool. uh, teaching a few of those those tools as well. Uh, and just extra on the breath, diaphragmatic breathing also helps settle the mind. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It does. There's a, there's, there's a whole number of different breath so techniques that we can use That's that. why on the takeoff, please don't straight away just pop up because your mind's going to be going nuts. You've held your breath and you're stiff. I always want you to, as you paddle in, arch your back, glide and breathe. Mm. <sighs> Then take off. Let's see that. Um, there's a look else? here. Yeah, so Juliet's just putting a big comment here. Let me, let me read this. Breathing yeah. ideally uses the intercostal di diaphragmatic technique to fill lungs from the bottom. Put your hands around your waist, but your fingers meeting on your spine. Then take a deep breath in and try to get your fingers to be parted. Yeah, absolutely. Nice one. Problem, uh, probably only part of... Part a few millimeters at first, but then the more you practice, the more they will part as you increase the amount of air inhaled into the lower parts. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Juliet. So honestly, like I'm not a professional in it, but obviously there's other people who know better, and that's why I'm really loving the community. Mm. Like I'll I'll post stuff, and someone will be able to say something better than I can, just because they're better at words or they they're more studied or versed in in certain things so i'm i'm really thankful and i'm loving this group it's it's fantastic keep up the good work everyone okay how do you set the takeoff angle is it slower the wave is straighter than the takeoff okay well let's get let's jump back into takeoffs we'll go we'll go back to a video um and let's look at it from because I, I know that one thing that you wanted to do tonight was to sort of cover this from the coach's perspective yeah so let's go back to that i just want to Whoever this is, Facebook user, who are these guys? Do they even do, do, do they even surf? So we don't surf. Um, <laughs> so yeah, hi, whoever you are. Thanks, thanks for joining in. Uh, if you hang around for a while, then you'll get a bit of an idea as to who who we are. Um, you probably yeah. ended up stumbling on this page. So can, can we get the um, the pop ups of the prize? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so let's let's let, let, let's bring that up. Let's break it down and let's talk about. So, what they're what then what they're not doing that everybody else is focusing on doing. Let's, if if that makes sense to you, and let's go here. So this is I think it's Grant Rose posted this video up onto YouTube. It is all of the pros popping up in slow motion. So this is a bit of YouTube footage that we've we've extracted to to use. But yeah, Brent Rose is who this piece of footage belongs to. Okay, so Geordie's paddling in, and he's got his chin up fairly high. Does he look stressed? No. No, he's just kind of gliding in, right? Now, bear in mind, this is Kelly Satter's wave pool, and this wave runs really far, and it runs fast. It's probably faster than a normal wave breaks. So he is trying to chase it. So he paddles in. There's the glide stroke, and that's when he's exhaling and taking his time. Mm-hmm. 
count. Now look how long he takes to stand up. Casually takes his time. All right, so now a lot of people at this stage are just head down and just splashing. And if you look at Geordie's strokes, um, let's try and get his paddle stroke. So look at look at the back arm. He doesn't even paddle a lot. Watch watch that back arm. He does half a stroke. And he paddles and pushes. So he's not fully extending. So a lot of the surf coaches go, paddle! And the student puts his chin down and tries to go for the longest extension of the arm. Mm. All that happens then is you start doing a push-up. You actually push yourself out of the water. What Geordie's doing is he's taking a shorter stroke, but he's pushing his hand in the water. So he's eliminating the push-up part of the okay. paddle. So by having a chin low and overextending, you're actually wasting paddle power and you're just lifting yourself out of the water, causing fatigue and okay. taking yourself more time. So tonight's topic was people are focusing on the wrong thing. So in that case there, people are focusing on putting their head down and paddling as fast as possible. They're trying to get the longest. What should they be doing instead? What should they be doing differently? Because it's, it's all very well to go, okay, don't, don't put your head down and paddle. Okay. Instead, what do they need to focus on? So what also happens is, like, they'll see a wave coming and they're like, oh, I've got to catch this. So they want to paddle at the same speed of the wave. Mm -hmm. So they just start paddling too early. Now, as they paddle too early, they turn their back on the wave and they don't have the information as to when is the wave going to break? How is the wave going to break? Is it running fast? Is it running slow? So what Geordie Smith does, he paddles until he feels the wave starting to lift him and he gets his glide. Then once he gets the glide, he arches his back and he has a read. He looks at the bottom of the wave a little bit further down the, down the line and decides how fast is that moving up because that is my cue to how fast or how slow I need to surf. Mm -hmm. Okay, So he arches up, he reads down the line over here, and he's like, what's going on at the bottom of the wave? Is it sucking up really fast, or is it sucking up nice and slowly? So that's his cue, how quick do I need to traverse across the wave face? Okay. He Then he walks up. Where's he looking? Chin is up. Yeah, chin's up. A lot of people at that part, that part there, they look down at the board thinking, oh, I've paddled, I've caught the wave, i just got to pop up and not fall off, thinking the wrong thoughts. Yeah, so focusing on, and, and this is really interesting, and if you've watched the lives, you'll know that we reference this quite a lot of times, the, but the day that Clayton took me out to surf <laughs> over, over a reef, I was focused, I was looking down focusing on the reef, which yeah. is the wrong thing for me to focus on. I should not have been focusing on that because I ended up falling and then going going down, luckily. So two mistakes people make. They either look at their board, yep. thinking stand up, or they look at the bottom of the wave where they think bad things could go wrong. Yep. It's like, I've often nosedived over there, so just, just keep your eye on it, and then they go there and they nosedive yep. because that's where they're looking. Yep. Where you look is where you go. Yep. So if you look at Geordie, where's he looking? And that's where he goes. Yeah. Which is exactly the piece of advice that you gave me out in the out in the water. You said you're focusing on the wrong thing. Stop looking at the problem. Yep. There's the solution. Look down yep. the line. Okay. Now, when he pops up, is he in a very very low squat stance? No. Okay. He's lunging, and then he extends, and look how relaxed he looks. You're so relaxed. So the point I'm trying to make is when you stand on your board, the more you stack your joints being your ankle, knee, hip, and shoulder, the more you stack them in a straight line, 
the lighter you get. The more you hunt and bend over, the heavier you get. Mm. So a lot of people go to the bottom of the way, they go down and make themselves heavy. So on a trampoline, how do you go up? You straighten. Yep, straighten. So Geordie's straightening and he's getting to go up. Boom, there's the up. Now to go down... He, right, so he looked like he's just out having a bit of a walk in the park. Yeah. If you were to look at, I mean, we've got some footage of me if, if, we, if we want to bring it up. I don't look like I'm having a walk in the park. Okay. I look, I look like, now, the reason why we train cardboard slides and all that kind mm. of stuff, Geordie is standing front on. So if that was a bicycle or a scooter, that's his handlebars and it would be stuck to, can you see like the whole scooter effect? Yeah. Okay. Now, a lot of people surf crabby where they sideways. So when Geordie bends, he bends his knees. He doesn't bend his back. But the side-on surfers, they bend their backs and not their knees, and mm. they wobble, the hands go crazy. So I need you to stand up and relax. Yeah, and, and, and another thing which, which you've, you've, you've said a number of times, and, it, and especially when I've heard you talking about watching the, 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 the people in the group, so many people are looking down at their feet. Yeah. So if you drop your... How do you dive into a swimming pool? Drop your chin, look down, point your hands down. Mm. And people want to pop up by doing the, the dive into the swimming pool technique, it doesn't work. You need to look where you're going and get your hands up. Yeah. So you can see Geordie's got his hands up, there's no tension in his body. Now, a lot of the pop-up videos being posted, the guys are just tense, and then this really, really low position, and then they want to bounce. Yeah. It's like, I'm getting ready for a move. Geordie does not bounce. Why? Because he's riding downhill. He is freewheeling. So you don't need to bounce, you need to just kind of chill and take it easy. Okay, so he goes down the wave. All right. Oh, I've got Kelly Slater. So here we go, 11 times world champion. So he's looking at the wave. Okay, yes. look, at this, look at the paddle stroke. So he, he doesn't fully extend the arm. Can you see that? It's not going sort of out past the nose. Mm. It's going under the nose and then he pulls back. Yep. Okay. So, uh, so he's got a bit of a uh, he's got a bit of a leg kick going on there. So what he's done is he's paddled himself out of position. I know it sounds wrong, but he's gone too far into the flats. Had he have paddled straighter that way, he would have caught the wave easier. It's his own pool as well. He should have known better. Yeah, I just think he's got some <laughs> I don't know anxiety. He's got the whole world watching him in his pool. So he's paddled into the wrong place. So now he's had to ramp up his paddle power to get into the right position, but. You'll still see a glide. You actually saw his cheeks then go. Yeah, okay, so. He look, you can see him exhaling. Okay, so he breathes out. So he, he doesn't grab the rail. He's got hands on top. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's fine. People can do that. Um, then arches his back and he glides. Okay. Then. From the knees and from the thighs, can you see he lifts both the feet up, puts his back foot on, and he walks up front foot on. Raises the hands up and straightens his body. And when he straightens his body on the trampoline, it's going to make you go up. Mm. All right, so the board goes up. Look at the coffee cup hand. Remember how Geordie had both his hands forward? Like he's riding a scooter? Well... There's Kelly Slater, both hands forward, front on, like he's riding his scooter, knees pointing forward, chin level. Yeah. Okay. So what would your big takeaway be there from Kelly then? Big take takeaway from Kelly, 
it would be well, it's, it's it's from both of them, and it is that whole that exhale. Yep, understanding. Okay, did he rush to his feet? No. no. Did he glide in? Yes. Does he have more time because of the gliding? Yes. Is there any stress or tension in his body? No. Zero. No. So when you're practicing your pop up, you've got to come up into a position where there's no stress, yep. and you feel that you can move, you can extend, you can compress, and uh, everything feels like fluid and easy. Yeah. So, so would you say that? Let me just let me just come away from the from the iPad for a second. Would you would you say then that it, that it would be worth somebody going out for a surf and if and if they are wanting to improve their pop up? Can, can I answer that question over there? You can in just a second. I just want you to answer my question yeah. first of all, and that would be if somebody was going to go out for a surf and they wanted to improve their pop up, would it be a really good idea for them to go out and with every single pop up just focus on standing up and being relaxed? And facing forwards, like if 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 they were to just do that one thing, do you think that that would radically improve somebody's surfing? Okay, when you do stand up, you want to be standing on the front foot. Most of your weight centered on okay. the front foot. So front foot. Okay. Relax. Just think if you were to kick a soccer ball, you, you'd start moving your hip forward to take yeah. your weight. So in surfing, when you move your weight towards the front foot, the board's going to accelerate down the wave face. You're going to get more speed. Yeah. If your weight's back, any bit of acceleration, you're going to start falling over backwards. Okay, so you, you kind of... Okay, how do you take your first step? You start shifting your weight forwards and leaning forwards to take the step. Yeah. So it's kind of like your first step in walking without actually walking is your pop-up technique that you want to get into. Mm. That makes any sense? Yeah, I think it does. I think yeah. it does. I think everyone will find that useful. So let's ask this in, question. In catching waves. Uh, Jimmy, I hope, hope I pronounced that right, but Jimmy Hamlin. In catching waves, I often miss them because I'm pushing my chin down onto my board. Is it better to arch the back and generate more power? Okay, so this is why we came up with the whole Oreo biscuit effect. Yeah, yeah. In actual fact, Celine... Congratulations. There's uh, Oreo biscuit in a, in a laughy face. It looks like, f from your thumbnail, it looks like you're at a wave pool there. It does look like you're at a wave pool. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, what's it to me? Jamie. Jamie Hamlin. Um, Jamie, if you're in the part of the wave where you can actually feel the wave starting to lift you up, by leaning back, you push the tail into the wave. Yep. If that, if that wave can't lift the tail up, it will push the tail forward. But if your weight's on the nose and the tail can easily lift up, there's a very good chance that the wave will lift the tail up and you may nosedive and flip the board. Yeah. Okay. So that's your classic Oreo biscuit. Yeah. And again, again, this is this gives me another uh, another quick chance to promote the programs because that is within the programs. The Oreo biscuit yeah. is within the Accelerated Surf program, which you can find at the website right there, the website, the, the link is, is up on the screen. Uh, if you are just tuning in, then I'm just going to remind you that we are about to start releasing the Coach's Eyes every Monday night. That's going to be on YouTube. So make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, which I'm going to be very clever now and trying to roll up another button. Head over to the YouTube channel, subscribe. Also hit that notification bell because that will be starting weekly on a Monday night. We've already pre-recorded about 20 of those uh, so keep your eye out. They, get, they are absolutely amazing. Each one's what? And let's go back to this. Two minutes long. Raise okay. another topic quickly. All right. So uh, let, me, let me get rid of that. Bring that up. The less stress you have, the more you can feel. Yep. So what I like about John John, right? Hang on, just put it down. 
So look at how the, ch the chest is, or the chin's off the board. He does a, he exhales there, he's breathed out, okay? He arches the back. He holds that there, he glides in, then he walks up. So not, none of these pros do pop-ups. Not one pro pops up. All of them back foot, front foot, walk up. So, so this could and this could be quite a uh, a big one here. Is a lot of people. I think that the name pop up leads people astray a lot because pop yeah. sounds whoa, let's go, and Walk so up. so and and if we look at the videos, a lot of people are like Froom, up to their feet really good, up yeah. to their feet really quick. So John John can walk up slowly or he can run up fast, but he uses the same technique. Mm. I feel that pop-ups turn you into crabs with your feet pop pointing in different directions and they make poo man surfers. Yeah. Because they turn your side on, you bend your back and your ass sticks out and you're a poo man. So you want to walk up, you want to be front on. Front on surfers have style. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so look at his knee positioning. He's lunging, he's facing front on. Both the shoulders are facing the nose of the board. And then to go up the wave, he extends. So there's no tension in the body. He's not super, super low. Okay? He's in a position where he's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So to surf better, more weights on the front foot and get comfortable in your stance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, there was another question that came up. Okay, let me pull the iPad away. Yep. Bring this up. When I surf, I concentrate on the shoulder of the wave. How can I manage to be at the speed of the wave in the pocket and not be too fast? Okay. I encourage you guys on your next wave to stay on the foam ball. All right. As closer, you're almost going to have to stall a lot to stay on the foam ball. Mm. Because what's happening near the foam ball, water's sucking up and it's throwing over, sucking up and throwing over. So where the water sucks up, it's got the ability to lift you up if you extend. And then that's the steepest part of the wave, and you can just bend your knees and ride down. And where it sucks up, which is by the foam ball, it will lift you up. So that's where you get all your speed from and your flow. If you're on the shoulder, the wave doesn't suck up. It doesn't lift. It's just getting flatter. Mm. Okay, so you don't have any wave assist. So therefore, you've got to use your body if the wave doesn't help you to give you the speed. And that's when surfing starts to look ugly because it's kind of... If you had to do a comparison, it's like riding a bicycle, one, freewheeling downhill versus pedaling. That's, um, before, we, before we bring it up on the screen, let me show you the bit of footage that I am talking about. Because this is, this is somebody racing out onto the, racing out way onto the shoulder, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do that. Let's go. With that that one or, okay. That not, let's go back to the that other was one. The first one. Let's do the first one. First one. Okay. Okay, so, so here's Joe Average Surfing. Just so you know, this Joe Average Surfer is, this is footage of me um, back before I started any coaching with, with Clayton. Ah. And I am, I am a classic for racing out onto the shoulder. Even now I have to remind myself to not go racing out onto the shoulder. Okay, so let's identify where's the steepest part of the wave. Where's the wave going to break first? It's back over okay. this way. This is the bus stop. This part over here is where you want to catch the bus okay, so away for, from. For those of you that are new in the group, bus stop, basically that means the best place to catch the wave. So that's, we've, that's what we've bus written stop. a whole course on wave catching, yeah. all referred to catching a bus. There you go, right there. It's right. all there. So imagine if 
the bus came and it pulled up at the circle and you were, I don't know, 50 yards away from the bus. You're going to stress trying to get to the bus yep. to catch it. So and stressing, paddling as hard as he can to try catch a wave that's breaking, I don't know, five meters to his right. Okay. So then he's paddling in. Now, his wave is not nearly as steep where he's taking off, which means when he takes off, he's not getting the same amount of speed by taking off here as he would by taking off here. There he would have gone faster. Here he's going a hell of a lot more slower. Mm. Okay? So he's already he's reducing the amount of speed that he could get on the wave. Now, as he takes off, he stalls. <laughs> he's got back foot pressure. So he's already halved his speed from taking off on the shoulder. He doesn't drop into the wave. He goes halfway down and puts the brakes on. And then do you know what he feels next? Oh, shit, I got no speed. Let me start pedaling my bicycle. So he goes, ran, ran, mid-face. Oops, sorry. Mid-face, mid-face. He hasn't even dropped into the wave yet. So he's done all this movement, but he's not going any faster. For your viewing pleasure, by the way. You're welcome. He's still in a really bad spot. He, he's just wriggled himself into a bad yep. spot again. And then he turns mid-face, middle of the board. Look at his trajectory line. Everything's kind of in the middle. He's yep. got his back to the wave. He's in a side-on crab position. Can't see the lip. And um, I just think the first problem, he didn't know where to catch the wave. He just saw a swell line coming and paddled for it. He turned his back and paddled. Yeah. So he didn't read the wave. Secondly, he didn't feel the wave. He didn't feel the energy. So he felt compelled to rush. Yep. He was in the wrong part of the wave. So he didn't feel the energy. He felt compelled to just start moving too much. And all of that put him in a worse position. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, it, at this particular time in my surfing, I... pre ombi this is this is pre ombi <laughs> definitely pre ombi and uh, but I was always focused on the wrong thing. To be honest with you, it wasn't until I really looked at my footage I actually realised just how bad my surfing was. I thought I was shredding. How did I make you fix this? That's that's tell them that question. I made you go body surf. Yeah, well, there's, there's lots of things you made me do, which was pretty much forget everything that I thought I knew about surfing and so and relearn. Right there, from the there was a session where. Anthony went out in the water and body surfed. There must have been about 30 people surfing. Yeah. And you were calling surfers off waves. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't the most popular person out so there that day. What it meant, though, is that his wave reading improved so yeah. much. His understanding of where the power was and where he needed to be, that he positioned himself so much better that he could catch waves with zero volume quicker and easier than surfers paddling into waves got his got waves. Yeah, I would say that... The, November, December last year, my my ability to sit in the right place went through the roof. Like, it was so insane. So that affected your confidence. Yeah. It made you breathe, relax, read waves so much better. And that all came from body surfing. And because I was body surfing, I had to stay in the foam ball because that's where I actually stay when you're, when you're body surfing. Now, a lot of people are super uncomfortable being on the foam ball mm. okay, because um, it's new to them or... Possibly they ride so much volume that they can't control the board inside yeah. the foam ball. 
Yeah, because that's, that, that's another thing that I would say is is when you have got that extra volume, because I used to ride boards with a lot more volume, is when that foam hits it, it kind of, whoa, you're all out of control. Like, whoa, this is, this, is, this, is, this is hard, I'm going to fall off. And then ultimately, uh, you, you, you do. But yeah, at, at this point in time, I was so focused on thinking that I was shredding and turning and doing all this wonderful stuff that I was just racing down the... The, the wave when what I really should have been doing was focusing on something completely different, slow like it, surfing slow properly. Slow it down, set it up. Slow it down, set it up. Down. Yeah, look, we've, we've, we've got a few bits and pieces come in here. Let's have a... Let's, let's, oh, we've got a big question there. Hang on. Okay. Two seconds. Okay, yeah. Okay, Chris Mills equals walk up and get me a beer. <laughs> we've got here. Here we go. My girlfriend always... My girlfriend always pops up in a squat with the back knee facing backwards. I told her to square up the shoulders, but it doesn't work. Any hacks to fix this? Yeah. Um, okay, so girls naturally are so much more supple and looser from the hips, so they, they just tend to kind of bend the hips. So what I tell the girls to do without being rude or anything, I try to tell them, point your boobs where you want to go. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're a lot more happier to sort of square up the boobs. And then even if you did sort of bend your hips... Um, you'll just get more speed going forwards. But it, when you side on and you're pointing your boobs side on, you, you can't, then they're just sort of turning the neck to see. You've got to kind of um, turn your chest. So I always tell the girls just to point your boobs wherever you want to go. There you go. <laughs> point your boobs. There's a solution. Yeah. It's the... Uh, it's, it's gold that works well. It's the, uh, the female coffee cup. Point your boobs. <laughs> uh Rashid, uh, slow down during takeoff. We'll put you on top of the wave. So when you're on top of the wave, you get more speed when you drop in. Yeah. Uh, someone's saying, hope your hand tendon. Just, just out of interest, while I'm just reading this next one, because a big one there. Just tell everyone about your hand. How, how's it going? Our hand operation's going really good. I'm four days in. I get to see the doctor tomorrow, so um, doing a bit of rehab on it. So yes, yeah, coming on nicely. Oh, okay. This is. This is, this, is, this is good. It's, as you can see, it's a big question. Hey, guys, the techniques implemented about Oreo, bus stop, etc., have changed my surfing drastically. In one to three foot, no problem. As soon as it gets bigger, three to four foot uh, and upwards, I just can't seem to get this right and get punished for it the more I try to stay by the power zone, the worse the beating is. In bigger waves, must the, must the take, take off always be angled? If you aren't gliding in, should you pull out and not try to get the wave? Okay, this is kind of a tricky one without knowing or seeing the video. Um, it just, th th there's, there's so many possibilities. You talk, I think I found something. I think I know what this means. Um, are you riding bigger waves and there's a lot of water moving around? Then maybe you do need more volume on your chest to be able to I think it's this. I think it is exactly this. Right, just, you're going, oh, what, what's he showing Clayton? Let me show you what I'm showing Clayton. Hang on, let, let, let me get rid of this. So this is a coach's eye that we have done. And so I'm going to bring the piece of footage up. I'm assuming, whoever you are, Facebook user, that you might be talking about this kind of thing here, where it is like a late takeoff. And because I was saying to Clayton, if, if this was me surfing this wave, first of all, I probably wouldn't surf this wave because it looks a little bit hectic. But if, if, it was me, if this was me, at this point here, I would have freaked out probably thought I'm not going to make this and I would have bailed and I would have ditched my board and then got absolutely smashed. Whereas Craig Anderson just seems to just jump, jump underneath it. So I think See, this is what, this is my, what we're talking about. Where my head is there is that you've got to slow down, wait, wait, there comes the barrel, go. 
Otherwise, it's going to be tube avoidance. You're going to paddle in early and miss the barrel. You're going to get like a leggy barrel where your, your leash gets barreled. So on certain ways, you have to kind of slow down and wait for it to suck up. And you want to take off under the lip. So, um, th yeah, that, that's an incredible one. Yeah, so, but what I'm hoping, though, is that that relates to whoever that was. I'm sorry, I don't know who you are because you're just a Facebook user. But, but the whole beating thing, because, look, he's taking off in that perfect point. He's doing the Oreo biscuit. He's doing okay. everything right there. But most, I'm not, I'm not going to say most, a lot of people, when in that position, when in that position there, would end up here in the water rather than doing what, what Craig Anderson Okay, did. so you, what you're saying, most people would be looking there. I know that I would Craig be, because I'd be freaked out at this point, and I would have ditched my there. board, and I would have pin dropped. Yeah, why? Because you're looking at the thing that fears you and scares you, and when you've had the bad wire pass before, where have you ended up? There. Yeah. Yeah, the worst possible place, okay? If you're body surfing that wave, where would yeah. you look? I'll be, I'll, I'll be looking down. So how yeah. come take your board away, you know what line to take, you know where to focus? Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, so, so I'm, I, I think that, I don't know what that name is, but Facebook user is having the same problem. Yeah, yeah. When he's not intimidated, he knows what line to take. But as soon as he's a little bit of fear, yeah. he, he forgets what to focus on and he focuses on worst case scenario and looks at it. Yeah. And then it becomes a reality. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, so... So again, it falls back onto what the whole context of tonight's talk was. Focus on where you want to go, yeah. not where you want to end up. It's like mountain climbers. They go, don't look down, look up. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. Surfers, don't look at the bottom of the wave where you're going to eat crap. Look where you're going to make the barrel. 100%. And, and I'm not trying to disagree with you here, and I'm not trying, uh, trying, to, trying to sort of... What I'm trying to do is answer this question, because I think I can feel where this person is coming from with that. 100%. And so it's, I think it's a case of becoming familiar with using those techniques in those, in those bigger waves, in those steeper situations. You've you got to trust the technique. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, Commitment. Commit to it and yeah. trust it. And look, you've got to get it wrong. There's, yeah. just, there's the S again. curve, which is the learning curve, where you're going to try something new and not quite get it, not quite get it, half-heartedly get it, half-heartedly try it, and you go, oh, stuff it, and you might just give it a go, and you employ the right technique, and it works, and you go, oh, that was so easy. And it's just the level of commitment and trust, but using yeah. the right technique. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go for a quick couple of questions here, then we're going to wrap everything up. Cool. Uh, watching old episodes, Clayton mentioned skate drills on the go skate, skate, gears skate, I can't even say it. skate skills day on the Gold Coast. Has it already happened, or is it in the works? It hasn't already happened. It's something that we might look at doing um, in the future, but at the present moment in time, just with the way that everything is, it's just not worth organising anything. So what we're also doing is we are building a new skate ramp. Um, KO Skate Ramps is going to come and redesign my bowl. So what I might do is get a few guys, um, once it's all done, um, invite, say, 10 people around. We can do a two minutes on the street and then two hours on the bowl because the street's just like an introduction. It's like riding foamies, and then we go to the wave, which is the bowl. So um, I'll open that up to anybody on the Gold Coast. Um, it will be in the future. We'll just keep you guys posted. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ian, and this is really good, because you were mentioning about this the yeah. other day. Someone keeps moving my bus stop, and the buses keep arriving at different speeds. When, when do we learn the Uber? Okay, so 
You were talking about this just the other day. If you ever went to Indonesia, like the roads are crazy. There's just bikes and taxis and it's just like, like there's no water. And some days the waves are like that. It could be onshore, windblown chop where the waves haven't perfectly groomed and traveled. Like there's short distances between the waves. They're overlapping, they're closing out and the sea's a mess. You have to hunt bus stops. It's kind of like... 10 people waiting for a taxi and one taxi pulls up and, and there's a fight for the taxi. You have to fight for your wave of fight for the taxi. So um, on a perfect day, on a perfect reef, when the sun's out, yes, the whole bust up concept works a charm, but it's not a perfect world. It's an imperfect world. And you got to kind of anticipate, find the bus stop. Um, if you can use that information for, as an advantage over the next person and, and get there earlier, you're going to be able to catch waves sooner and better. The last thing you want to do is wait for waves to come to you. Carb, carb Media, thanks for putting your pride on the line. <laughs> Thank you, <absolutely. laughs> but I, Yeah, I, I was a bit reluctant, first of all, but hey, look, if, if, <laughs> if we can all learn from, from how shit I was yep. once upon a time, then I'm all for it. Because this, 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 Pandora's box, this group is, is all about growth. Self-sacrificing growth. Yeah, and I, mean, look, and I mean, that just takes us to the group. This, this group, again, I know that we've said it in a lot of the lives, this group is, is such a supportive group. Look, we, I, so, some of you might have seen there was somebody in the group earlier on this week that was putting up some really nasty comments about people. That person has, like, if that happens, we'll just throw you straight out because this is a yeah. place where we can put up videos. And even if they are bad videos, we can get constructive feedback to help us move forwards. And so, yeah, so I'm not worried about putting putting my stuff out there so that you can see it. Because so, Well, the thing is you have to fail to learn yeah. to go forward. So put your fails up. And there's so many guys, like... I have a certain style of coaching, but there's other people also commenting who maybe have a better way of getting a point across. And it's it's the collective movement where we're all sharing information that may resonate with someone that might help them get to the yeah. next step. And in saying that, Juliet is, is coming with another one. You were saying about put the boobs forwards. Yeah. Uh, Juliet's put kiss the back knee towards the front knee pocket was yes. suggested to change my stance and I found it really useful. So Juliet, thank you very much. That could, yes. be, that could be better than the boobs. So, well... What happened there, there's a trigger word. I'll go lunge, but maybe that lunge wasn't resonating with her. So yeah. if you'd go kiss the knees, that might work better. Yeah. Kiss the knees works for me. Yeah, so, um, so certain people need trigger words. Other people just kind of get it. Everyone learns differently. Okay. What else? Uh, there's a quick one there. What's the Oreo biscuit reference? Oh, we've, uh, we've covered this here. There, there is, I, I'm so. pretty sure that there's a video that is highlighted at the top of the Facebook Surf Hacks group that is all about the Oreo biscuit. Um, so check that out. Um, well, I'm sure someone in the group will yeah. help so, share a link and you can find it. Somebody, somebody answer that. You should, all, you should all know what the Oreo biscuit is uh, by now if you've been in the group for a while. Yes. Okay, hang on. What we got here? Yes, that's what the conditions were like on the beaches, but it happened so fast. I don't know about this. Slow down. Haha. Ha. The takeoff seems like it must. You okay, so let, let me rephrase that. It's Kyle Facebook. So, uh, Kyle, Kyle so the, the pros do it smoothly. They don't do it fast. There's a big difference. Smoother is faster. Quick will just kind of make you stiff, rigid, tense. Um, you want to pop up smoothly. And even in, in rough onshore conditions, the smoother you do it, the better you'll move through the water. Get rid of tension. Okay, 
was. So that was related back to the Craig Anderson video. If you can backdoor a left from the right, it'll be easier than taking off at the apex. 100%. The apex is pitching too much. Yep. Whereas Craig here is a smidge over towards the right-handed. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's easier backdooring than taking off on a steep peak because it's way more hollow there. Hands up to Skate Day, me by Eric Anthony Perez. Zane from down the road. Zane, you're automatically invited. Yep. Don't worry. Uh, looking forward to your comparisons, Anthony. Good luck to you both getting back into the water soon. Yeah, so Andrew's talking about that we're going to video what I was... So the, the video that you saw just a minute ago, we're going to take one that's a bit now. Once I can get back in the water and surf properly. Um, okay, feet together. Oreo biscuit is a game changer. Took it back to the urban surf and stopped paddle, 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 paddling and was so surprised how much easier and how much time it gave me. First time I got it, felt a massive aha moment. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well done, Celine. And this here, so if you're in the Facebook group, that is a link to the Oreo biscuit. I'm pretty sure yeah, that that's that a link Thank you very much. Biscuit. I'm going to say that was either Jeremy or Luke working working fearlessly <laughs> and fiercely behind the scenes uh, trying to keep on top of all the tech stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, just very quickly, if you are watching and you are in the Insiders group, so the Insiders group is anybody who has enrolled in one of the programs or in the entire program, you'll notice that we put up a post earlier on this week about doing a Zoom Live. So that Zoom Live... I'm going to give it another 24 hours to see what the final votes are. But at the present moment, it looks like it's going to be that Thursday evening. So we'll be getting face-to-face -face on Zoom, actually talking to each other, getting to meet each other rather than doing this. Where it's we just want to meet you and yeah. see your face rather than you staring at our ugly mugs. Um, and yeah, uh, any personal questions that we can answer for you guys, love to help you out. You have done the course. Yeah, yeah. Um, we want to hear from you how it's going um, and any sort of feedback how we can maybe improve. Yeah. Um, yeah, always open to criticism both ways. Absolutely. So we're going we're gonna to wrap that up for tonight. Thanks for joining in. What has been your, your golden takeaway though? What has been your golden nugget from tonight? Leave it in the comments below or even do a separate post if you want to and just say, hey, watch the live. This was my biggest takeaway just so that other people can learn from what your biggest takeaway was because as you... And you, also topics too. Like, yeah. Um, because I can do it, I sometimes feel that certain topics don't warrant me talking, like, yeah. like pop-ups. <laughs> and you're going, what do you mean? Just yeah. talk about it. And I'm going, oh, okay. So, so what we're hoping with this setup, with me being here and, and being the person that's asking questions, is there will be questions that come in and, and Clayton just goes, why people should just be able to do that. That, 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 that should be easy. But I'm saying to Clayton, that's because he's been surfing for so long. He's a professional. He knows how to. He he like he he knows how to surf. But then the most of us, that your average surfer, would find that yeah. really interesting. So I try to ask those questions that you would probably be thinking. I try to highlight the topics that you would find useful. I try to be that your link yeah, to to, 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 ask, to ask those questions. <laughs> Throw myself under the bus by putting my footage up because. Uh, I'd, I'd like to think that I am the sort of average of, of everybody in this group. There are people in this group People's that are way better than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the representative for the people. If you've got any questions, then um, send them to Clayton, not to me. But uh, cool. yeah, guys, thanks you so much for tuning in. Remember, head over to, to YouTube if you haven't already subscribed there. But otherwise, we'll see you in the next live, which will be next Wednesday. Don't know what it's about yet, but I will post it up inside the group so that you know. We know. But it's going to be good. Whatever it is, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> We're going to go. Adios, everybody. Ciao. I think last time I said toodaloo. So tonight, it's going to be toodle pip. See ya. <laughs>